right. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Ask the Docs, a Fertility Institute of Hawaii live stream. So this month, our topic is integrating Eastern and Western medicine into your fertility journey. Thanks for being with us today. We have a lot of great info. My name is Dr. Carmona. I'm here with Dr. Fratarelli. Aloha. Yeah, so um, I think that we thought of doing this live stream today because a lot of our patients are really interested in integrating alternative medicine and Eastern medicine into their uh, fertility journey. And although we certainly are not experts on Eastern medicine, um, I think we thought that we'd share um, some of our viewpoints and some of the literature that's available about it. Um, and so definitely feel free to ask some questions throughout. So I think we can start out by just talking a little bit about some of the differences between Eastern and Western medicine. And certainly I'm not an expert on Eastern medicine, but one of the major concepts with Eastern medicine um, is kind of the restoration of balance. Um, of body function and the concept of preventative medicine. Um, and it, it takes a more holistic view of um, sort of looking at patient symptoms and then sort of trying to understand what may be off balance, whether that's in that particular system or whether there are other systems that uh, may be impacting it. So certainly more holistic, very, very different than Western medicine, which mainly focuses on physical proof of illness. Um, and kind of the, the diagnosis of um, one particular issue and treating that issue within the system that it's impacting. Um, both Western and Eastern medicine will use various therapies like medication or things like um, you know, acupuncture or physical therapy, for example. So there really isn't um, any uh, kind of rule about what type of treatment specifically is used for Eastern or Western medicine. But I think that um, the structure of Western medicine and, and uh, is, is very, very different in terms of um, how, we, um, how we think about the treatment. Western medicine is very heavily focused on evidence-based uh, practice, very focused on um, researching particular systems and particular treatments. Um, whereas again, Eastern medicine is sort of looking at a more, more holistic approach and um, certain types of therapies, which are much more difficult to study um, and, and evaluate within the kind of Western mindset. Yeah, so I, I agree. The, if you look at the two, you know, the um, you know, Eastern medicine is, is, again, looking at more of a holistic view. And there, there's that, the eight principles of, that, that they look at, the, the yin and yang, the you know, interior versus exterior, hot versus cold. Um, and what was the, ex, the other one? Um, the external and internal, I'd say that one. Or, or excess and deficient was, is, the other, is the other thing. And, and we look at those as well. I mean, look at some, if, some, if the hormone is that, that's deficient or excess. But we don't, the hot and cold thing, we don't really, uh, we don't really assess. And that we, I do see that on, in, in notes that I'm getting from, from patients uh, or from other providers that patients are seeing sometimes. Um, and so it definitely makes, understand, it makes me understand a little bit more, but, but it's been around for so long. Um, and, and the, I guess the issue that, that sometimes we may have with it is that we, it, we don't have the science behind it. We don't see there's that, that, that it's, um, the particular treatment 
is working compared to a placebo, for instance. Um, and, and certainly some of the treatments may, may work and they do work. Um, but that's what that's one of the things that we always are looking for. You know, is it compared compared to placebo doing nothing um, or a sugar pill? Is it better? And, and the reality is we've had lots of treatments in medicine, you know, that we thought were, were great. And then we did a placebo trial and they weren't they weren't very good. Um, and, you know, but certainly a lot of our patients are taking uh, herbal supplements and, 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 and uh, Chinese medicines and, you know, we're all for it. Um, we always, when I when I get them, I always do, do a Google search and I really kind of research to try to figure out is it is it something that might be harmful to an early pregnancy, um, or might prevent an implantation, or or is there something that might when I, what I'm treating the patient for for fertility purposes, is it going to interfere with that? Um, and if it's not going to interfere with it, and I can I can clearly show that that there's no evidence that it would, then you know I have no problems with patients continuing it. Um, so Chinese medicine and a lot of uh, kind of alternative medicine therapies utilize herbal supplements. Um, and one of the major issues with herbal supplements is um, the oversight of supplements is very, very different than the oversight of medications, which are can be obtained via prescription. Um, and so unfortunately, it's harder to know um, if what you know what is actually in that medication uh, is, is what's listed listed on the bottle um, and that's not that's true for all supplements and vitamins not just you know not just Chinese medicine but just the supplement market in general um, is not as closely regulated as um, kind of the the prescription medications um, that that you can obtain and so I definitely urge um, caution in, um, in using those kinds of supplements. There is a lot of intersection between kind of what, what we recommend um, for, uh, for supplements and what, um, what some alternative providers will recommend as well. So for example, um, for egg quality, coenzyme Q10, which is technically, you know, which is a supplement, it's not a prescription medication, has been pretty well studied and um, it shows, shows some benefit. Things like vitamin D, things like folic acid, I mean, these are all things that are very well accepted to have very real effects in Western medicine, but um, are also considered, um, also considered to be supplements. Um, I see here somebody's writing in that Dr. John is the best. Thank you so much. Oh, I was, I was typing that in. <laughs> Dr. John was typing yeah. that in himself. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but along along that line, um, not about me being best, but about the, what you were saying. The the with when patients are on herbal supplements, you know, there there was a study a couple of years ago um, that looked at herbal supplements that, that patients would take and found that that. All of them have other things in them, and and some of the things that they may have are um, like estrogen component or progesterone component. And if you're taking a progesterone component um, in excess during a treatment cycle, for instance, when we're going to do a transfer, and you're getting that progesterone before you should be getting it, that certainly can affect uh, the implantation rate for patients. And so, for that reason, we are very careful, very cautious, and usually we do err on the side of caution. Say if you don't really, if you don't need it try not to take it at this point. It may not hurt a, a pregnant, it may not hurt, be harmful to a baby, but it might be harmful to the, the lining of the uterus for the next couple of weeks. So if you can lay off of it, lay off of it. Um, and patients are usually pretty, uh, pretty good with that. Um, I also wanted to bring up that there was um, a study 
um, or there's kind of an editorial rather um, regarding um, men's workout supplements that are made for, for men. And they did find that there were a lot of um, kind of unlisted testosterone derivatives in some of those. So even the over-counter, over-the-counter workout supplements, which, you know, you might think are completely benign, um, those can contain very active hormones, which, you know, for men can harm sperm. And if women take testosterone, that, that can also have impacts on um, implantation and uh, the lining of the uterus as well. So um, we definitely urge caution. It's something that you should Kind of bring up um, to us or your provider with, uh, when you're when you're doing treatment, um, so we can take a look at yeah. that for you. We oftentimes will give women estrogen or progesterone, and I think you know just kind of the female hormones. And I think that, that one of the things that uh, people consider is you know obviously testosterone being a male hormone. That okay, men take that uh, that that should help sperm, should help you know fertility, but. The reality is it kind of does the exact opposite. It really shuts the testicles down and causes uh, uh, the spermatogenesis to stop. And so the, you get less sperm production. Um, and ultimately, if you're taking enough of it for long enough, uh, you get no sperm production. And, uh, and then the, the amount that it re will come back or rebound after you stop taking the testosterone uh, definitely varies for, for men. So, so certainly be careful with that. Um, so one of the treatments that people always ask about is acupuncture. Um, and acupuncture is one of the things that has been pretty well studied um, in, in fertility, especially around the time of embryo transfer. Um, and the the data, I mean, there have been kind of some conflicting studies, some studies showing that acupuncture has been beneficial, some that haven't. Um, and there are some studies which kind of compared um, sham acupuncture to, um, to regular acupuncture, sham acupuncture being kind of needle points in, in the wrong areas, the areas that are not um, uh, the, the typical areas that you're supposed to be pinpointing. And when those studies were done, typically there was no difference between regular acupuncture and sham acupuncture. But there are some studies which did show benefit. I don't know if Dr. Fratarelli, you wanted to go over one, which yeah, I know so you were involved in. I was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think when you look at the, the literature as a whole, you find that it's, acupuncture may or may not be beneficial, but it's certainly not detrimental. And so I, I take a, a passive approach to it and tell patients, you know, it's not detrimental if you want to take it, you know, if you want to use it, certainly do. Um, you know, I was involved in, I believe it's still the largest uh, trial, certainly the largest randomized controlled trial with acupuncture that's ever been published. There's a thousand patients, it was five groups, uh, randomized into five different five different treatments. So one was nothing. You know, they, we just told patients that eh, we don't get anything, um, which obviously has a psychological effect, right? Which is what we wanted. Um, and then another group, we said, okay, well, you know what? We're just going to listen to music and relax and give you this, this relaxation time. Uh, the other group got acupuncture, just traditional acupuncture, the way they normally would be. And it was done right before the, the um, transfer and right after the transfer. Um, and then another group got laser acupuncture, which, uh, which was when you use a laser and you fire the laser at the acupoints um, and that stimulates the acupoints uh, in the same way that acupuncture does. The last group got a sham laser, and, and the sham laser was really important because it's really hard to do a sham needle 
right? You can't pretend to stick somebody with a needle and, and not do it. They know that, that it's not done. But with the laser acupuncture, uh, they, the patient sees the laser, they see the red dot, they hear everything, it's all the same. Um, and you don't feel it whether you're doing the laser acupuncture or you're getting the sham. So there's no sensation at all uh, either way. So that, that was really a, a perfect sham uh, way to do it. And what we found was that actually the laser acupuncture had the highest implantation rates, followed by uh, regular acupuncture, um, followed by the sham and then relaxation and then people saying, you know, we just said, sorry, you don't get it. Uh, and so, but, but the laser acupuncture did have a, a, about a, a 3% higher implantation rate than the regular acupuncture and then regular acupuncture had about a 3% higher um, uh, implantation rate than the others. So, so there, there was some validity to it uh, that, that we did find. Yeah, and, and so I, I kind of tell my patients that, you know, if this is something that they want to do, it's not going to hurt, um, and uh, they should have you had acupuncture? You know it doesn't hurt. You know what? Um, <laughs> I did have acupuncture, and it didn't hurt, um, but it also didn't help. I had, there was a, a nurse, you know, I had a really bad headache, um, and she was, uh, this was in my training, and so she stuck a bunch of the acupuncture needles, and then um, it didn't do anything, and my head still really hurt. But then when she asked me if my headache was better, I felt really bad, and I said, yes, it's much, much better, and um, can you please take the needles out of me? So that was the one time that I did have acupuncture, and it didn't help me. Um, but uh, So I tell my patients that they can, they can try it, um, and if it works for them, but if it's something that they don't enjoy and they don't want to do, um, and it can be costly too, then then I think um, it's something that that they should they can definitely drop from their from their treatment. You know, you guys on your fertility journey know that there are so many things um, that you guys need to be doing, coming in for appointments, just you know, and and blood work and all kinds of um, uh, various appointments and other things that take up a lot of your emotional time. And so if you don't enjoy acupuncture, I would say um, you don't need to do it. But if you do go for it, that's kind of how I how I present it to my patients. Same for me. Yeah. Um, what else? What else can we talk about? Um, I think one thing that you kind of mentioned um, a little bit is the timing of things, so the timing of when it's okay to, to, to take supplements, when it's not. I think um, when patients are actively taking medications, injectables, and things like that, sometimes I say, you know, we, we don't know how these kinds of medications will interact, perhaps hold off, um, and certainly in the very early part of pregnancy as well. Um, you know, we don't quite know how these things are going to impact the uterus, blood flow to the uterus, implantation, and all that. Um, so those are really some of the times to be to be very, very careful, um, as opposed to perhaps preparing for an IVF cycle um, before you're actually on medications and things, then, it, then that's probably sort of a safer time to consider um, using medication. Acupuncture is fine during treatment, and, you know, certainly around the time of transfer, that's that that's okay. I'd like to point out that, you know, Eastern versus Western medicine, you know, we're not as much different as, as a lot of people think. I mean, especially in the fertility. I mean, we're treating patients with hormones that they're already take that, that are natural, that they're, that they have in their body. So, you know, for instance, for a fertility patient who, who isn't ovulating well, um, or is doing IVF, we give FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, which is the same hormone that the brain makes. We're just giving excess um, and and so we're giving something that's natural in in, 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 a, in essence. 
Um, a lot of times what, what, we're, what you'll do otherwise is you give the, a medication that tricks the body into doing something else or you, you're, getting, you're, getting a, you're getting around it in a different way rather than just giving exactly what the body needs and, and replacing that hormone. Um, so I think that a lot of things that we do are essentially very natural, even though that there are a lot of, you know, we kind of go uh, a little bit further when we're doing IVF, for instance, and, and uh, taking eggs and, and sperm and making embryos in the lab. Yeah, and there are a lot of different approaches too um, that we can mean this is a little bit off topic, but um, you know, there's certainly the option for um, uh, patients who are just kind of starting on their journey of doing natural cycles. There's the option to um, utilize pretty low doses of medication. There's the option to um, do mini IVF cycles. Um, so there's kind of all, all different ways of, uh, there's the InvoCell, which is an intravaginal incubator so that the embryos kind of stay in your body for a while, technically. Um, so there's sort of all kinds of ways to um, take a more minimal and natural approach if that's something that's really important to you. I think that the, the thing you have to look at, though, during the evaluation phase is, you know, if if someone's not ovulating, for instance, because of stress and because of other things, then certainly, um, you know, Eastern or Western medicine might be have, might be beneficial with with that. But if someone has a critical critically low sperm count or the tubes are blocked, there's really nothing. Yeah. Medication really typically isn't going to fix. Sperm may be a very minimal effect, uh, but typically medications aren't going to help the, those things. You need procedures, so you have to know what the the cause of the fertility is, and, and that's certainly what we would do an initial evaluation for any, for anyone. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's see if we have any, any other questions. I, I think I would I would point out too, I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we do get patients from, where we do get questions from patients all the time about herbal supplements they're taking. And, and, and again, I just look, I just look it up. And, and I, I Google it. I think Google is, I always tell, you know, you always say, hate to, Google that tell people patients to Google, use Google as their as their source, but I think that if you know where to use, where to look um, and and you you look very critically, it's it's a you know Google's very well. You can look at you can look and, and uh, find the answers that you need. But um, you know we do do that and we do research and figure out you know is it safe for somebody to, to, to take and the answer is a lot of times we just don't know. Um, and I, I always hate telling patients I don't know. It's, it makes me sound stupid, but the reality is I don't know because there's no evidence. Was there a question? I don't see any on here. Oh, here, oh, we, here we go. Um, what is your experience with acupuncture and IVF, regulating the menstrual cycle, preparing the endometrium? Yeah, so I think that the majority of um, the data that we have regarding acupuncture is um, around the time of transfer, which we were really just discussing. That's what a lot of the studies are focused on. Um, I think that, you know, certainly there are, there could be other benefits, especially what Dr. Fratterelli was just saying in terms of lowering, lowering stress levels, and that is going to help you ovulate and potentially um, help regulate the menstrual cycle, help with uh, endometrial receptivity and all that as well. Um, but the majority of the data really are focused on um, peri-implantation. Yeah, and I think that that's important, you know, the menstrual cycle and ovulating and the endometrium, they all go hand in hand, right? And so, we, you know, if someone's on ovulating, then they're not going to menstruate regularly, their lining's not going to be appropriate. But you get somebody to ovulate, and then they're going to menstruate appropriately, and the lining's going to be good. So, so it really is the key. Yeah. All right. 
Perfect. Well, um, thanks for joining us. And of course, you can always um, let us know if you have questions after the fact or if you're working with us an IVF coordinator, um, let us know definitely if you're our patients and you're on supplements and have questions about that, certainly uh, please do, do let us know so we can look into those things for you. Um, yeah. Yes, aloha everybody. Aloha. Bye guys. Bye.